Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Aloha, aloha, TJ. What up, bro? How are you? Put the spam down and pick up the mic, baby. It's time to podcast. So I'm glad that our, our our connection is sounding good. I was a little, I was a little stressed out. I was I was trying to be on the phone with with a hotel uh, island IT. <laughs> uh, I was hoping for um, IT tech support, and IT means island time because they they ain't helping shit. <laughs> Told me to fucking hit the hit a coconut with a couple sticks when I was in, mentioning my <laughs> DNS server errors going on. No, you sound no. It's no, it good sounds money, good. Bro. I, mean, I was I was trying to splurge for the extra twenty five dollars for the high speed Wi Fi to make sure that our podcast would be all good. A small price to pay. Isn't it amazing that hotels still think they can charge twenty five dollars for high speed Wi Fi? Twenty five a day and uh, per day per device. That's some that's some resort bullshit Hawaii stuff. That would never happen in a major city. That would bro, never happen in the lower forty eight. Bro, I'm dealing with some major resort bullshit prices going on. Like every cocktail is twenty dollars, and it's in a plastic cup made by like somebody that's definitely in and out of the prison system. Does not does not come from a mixology background whatsoever. Are you say, are you saying that these motherfuckers don't even have mustaches or anything? Are they not even wearing an apron when they make you yeah. your mai tai? No, no suspenders are present when the when they're, they're making up my mai tai. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's like to eat, to get a, a martini at the at the Sunset Tower is considerably cheaper than ordering like or a jail level vodka soda here but hey what are you gonna do well, I'm, I'm not complaining i'm in paradise so what's the well more importantly though what's the weather like is the sun shining are your toes in the sand Bro, is tj is tj browning like the turkey that he is <laughs> yeah right now honolulu you know it's it's like mid 70s you know it's gonna be like 80 later on today there's a little there's some scattered showers but i mean so far i'm looking out the window <laughs> I got. I'm on the tenth floor, overlooking the ocean. Had a little morning stroll down the beach. Love that. Ate Love some that. fruit. Drank some island. Did you? Coffee. Did you? Did you pick the fruit yourself, or was that served to you? Um, you know, I did pick one island fruit as I, I was doing an urban forage through a neighborhood walk, and what I thought was a mm-hmm. small local island apple ended up being some type of. <laughs> some insect like fruit when i when i squeezed it and like a white sticky pus came out of it 
That sounds disgusting, but also we all know uh, on this podcast that you have a stomach of steel and you're an adventurous eater with a yeah. a, a ranging palate. So this is not a surprise mm. for, 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 for me. You know, Jason, it's actually very nice in L.A. We're looking at sunny skies, low 70s all week, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we're up in the 80s, bro. Ooh, that's great. So as soon as I come home. Just in time. Yeah, just in time for for us to be back on the court sweating it out. Good. Yeah, my um my Hawaiian diet plan so far has you know I was trying to get tan and lose weight out here. So far, I'm working on the tan, but haven't had a chance to work out yet. But I'm after we pod, I'm gonna go just wander around the neighborhood and find a tennis court to to go hit at. I like that. I like that. I mean, there's probably a an, an outfitted gym if you wanted to actually you know maybe you know lift some pounds you know no. chris has got you chris has got you pushing two plates in, in la but i mean yeah i don't know out in hawaii you're looking like out in hawaii the two plates are the sausage plate and the fruit plate <laughs> <laughs> the two plates are at continental breakfast and bra, brada let me get one more yeah unfortunately it ain't gonna work and there is a beautiful country club right next door where they have like a pga like the sony international or whatever like it's a breathtaking golf course so nice but in in order to play tennis there like oh you want to play tennis there like if they have an opening it's 36 dollars per person per hour then you know if which is that's worth it no that is not worth it that mean whenever you and i play tennis you know like we go and play tennis all the time we'll play for a couple hours at the you know local place whatever this this would cost us 144 dollars every time we play tennis Look, I'm not saying it's an, a daily driver, but I'm saying like when in Rome, I mean you're only there for a week, bro. You just got to f- splash out. No, I'm just I'm going to find a local park, but it it was a bummer. I was on my morning walks and there are people who live around here, who, you know, these crazy beachfront front houses, just some older retired couple who moved here from Japan or something cool as fuck and they have a tennis court in their yard and they just every morning wake up and just hit the ball around. You should have done you should have done a classic dream come true. You should have done a classic TJ approach strangers and just see if they wanted to let you in on their on their uh, on their court, you know, a little threesome. Well, once once cuz uh, cuz Bay left t- to go, I told her she's got to she's going to leave while daddy pods. So, when she's actually working on set, you know, doing her thing and I'm alone, then I'll be able to approach strangers and, you know, ask them to give me things. She would not let me do that, much like you. Good. <clears throat> yeah, that's because yeah, that's because we keep your ass in line otherwise you'd be in jail or dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe you're right chris i'm not necessarily going to disagree with that look i know that's why i said it oh man i'm just i had a tough day yesterday i did i did a couple i I did a a workout with hunter and then a the session with coach jake davis who just really put me through the 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 pulses there what were you what were you working on tennis wise mostly just he puts me on a leash and runs me like a dog to each corner of the court Mm -hmm. for approximately an hour an hour um Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm i think what i'm working on most is him laughing at me but i don't know if there's uh i don't know if there's the the benefits for me are there um but you know there was like a there was like a weird tennis date going on next to us where like both people were terrible Mm -hmm. and they looked like they looked like it was like Kevin Morby's fucking auxiliary percussionist with like a with his Asian girlfriend. Ha- <laughs> hold on, hold on, my fucking phone's ringing. Hello. Oh, guys, this is this is what this is what podcasting's like when you're you know you're sharing the mic with a rich guy who's okay. on vacation Thanks, all the I time. I gotta go. I'm on a call right now, but I appreciate you helping me out. 
Okay. You know, it's, it's unbelievable what I put up with as the host of this podcast and the leader of this podcast, really. (sighs) I would never take a call. I would never take a call during recording, but obviously this is a, a worst case scenario. Well, um, you know, I would uh, the the guy would have just kept calling the entire time during no, this right. podcast, so I had to pick. He was he was trying to desperately help me connect to the expensive Wi Fi, and I told him I have a call at nine forty five, and he's like, "All right, cool, I'll call you back at nine fifty three while you're on the call." <laughs> Fucking dumbass. But- yeah, so I watched this. I was a little distracted, is what I'm trying to say, because this date was going on. These mm-hmm. people were hitting balls into our court, and it, just, it was just an ugly. It was an ugly afternoon. You know what I mean? I'm not there for that. They were not hot. No, they they weren't hot enough. They looked like they could have worked at a bar in Silver Lake, you know, or mm. like project managers in an agency they've never heard of. You know what I mean? Either what or. What courts were you playing at? Uh, Riverside. Mm, well, there's your problem, Chris. I gave you keys to the castle. Why didn't you go? You know Jake ain't going to Glendale, bro. Come on. Um, but I did uh, I did get a delicious meal cooked for me afterwards. And I have to say, I hadn't had this in a while, but there was a, there's an incredible winter green mix at Cookbook right now. And topped, <laughs> Chris, you sound like me, with, dumbass. Topped with, a, topped with one of my favorite uh, noodles with a, a, a tahini sauce that, that Jake makes. It's based on a recipe from Botanica. Um, mm-hmm. Man, just... just all the greens to the dome just felt good. You said they have a, a great proprietary winter green blend going on right now. I don't now. know. What, what are don't some know of those greens? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make you homesick. Um, well, actually, Obviously, it's I, not proprietary. I don't, I don't think they invented their own uh, leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know, but it was a fun mix, and it was hearty. It felt, it felt good, and there was a lot what of was, flavor. What was fun about it? You know, just give me a few. Just give me a, you know, three of the greens. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I honestly don't know. I know. I'm just. I think I'm there was some. I think you. there was some. I know clearly Radicchio, you don't know though. any of them. Radicchio. Ugh. Mm, no, I mean it, it worked for me. And then, um, yeah, it was just nice to nice to have a home cooked meal by Chef Jake. I was just feeling. I was feeling the love. Love. Yeah, TJ. I love. With you gone. With mm-hmm. you. With you gone, it's basically like I'm left to starve for myself. I can only eat M Cafe five nights a week. You know, so many times. Damn, you it's miss just like, M what Cafe, am I gonna do? don't you? I haven't actually. I haven't had it uh, since I've been back. I, 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 but I will. I mean, the problem is once you have like a Burger Lords, you're like, oh yeah, this is really good. Like I, I but, but M Cafe, the side. But I can't eat this every day. The sides are what really hit. Whereas at Burger Lords, you have to have fries, which is obviously bad boy shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas at M Cafe, you're having a delicious peanut kale salad mm-hmm. or maybe some light, light and airy soba noodles. Well, Chris, you know they got they got fries at M Cafe with that janky ass ketchup that tastes like bugs, but in a good way. I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hate healthy. Honestly, I'm down for all dumb healthy stuff, but healthy ketchup is an abysmal, abysmal Health, situation. Healthy ketchups and healthy colas. Nobody oh, has yeah. figured out, out a way to create a good version of that. No, it's not. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, and and you know, it's 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 my loss, not yours. But I'm sure people keep attempting, and you know that that is that is a burden that luckily we don't have to bear. Thank fucking God. All I have to do is make yummy stuff. I love yummies, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 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 really it, Jason. It's just LA's not the same without you, bro. Oh, I'm well aware. I'm the thing. I'm the thing that keeps that crazy little town going. You know what I mean? And I mean, I, I'm sorry I had to leave. It's tough for me as well. I thought nightlife was suffering because of the COVID nineteen virus, but then I realized it's just Jason's out of town. So you know, really, <laughs> we we. 
We need you back because I mean these. I am the nightlife. These CDJs aren't going to turn themselves on. You know what I mean? And I don't know how to do it. So you, you don't know, know how to. No, I, I don't even know how to get the the mixer plugged in. You know, mm. I, I I don't even. I had to go to you know. I, I hit Office Depot yesterday to buy some USB sticks. I didn't even know what size to get. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Damn, been really bro. tough. It's, it's been really worse tough. Than I thought. It's really tough. Yeah, it's a drought out here, bro. And I'm talking about in every aspect. Chris, you, know you, what I mean? you keep talking I, like this. I won't be able to enjoy myself while I'm on holiday. Uh, I'll, I'll try to find a way to push through, though. I want you to keep enjoying that trash coffee you're having to drink while, while I sip on a, a oh. ice-cold can of How Long Gone Mud in stores uh, on, on February 20th. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm mud-free over here in the uh, in the island of Oahu, But isn't 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 hawaii known for its coffee though isn't there like a isn't there a known yeah, there, quantity like of beans? there's like a kona coffee like people like yeah. to think that. i mean i think because it is a similar you know humid tropical equa- equatorial climate similar to you know south america <laughs> you like the word equatorial chris it's like editorial like, but for the equator i like when you say any word that has um that, that, that you, you don't you're know. not exactly sure if it's a real word it sounds good yeah. enough but it doesn't sound great yeah it doesn't sound great but i'm believing it for now i mean sounds i'm 75 percent authentically correct i'm gonna let you cook with this one tj you're on vacation i'm feeling nice you think today. i give a you know fuck I mean? if the words i say aren't recognized by the cis white male webster's dictionary I play by a different set of rules, bitch. I'm on island time. We gotta get we gotta get Webster we gotta get Webster's out of here. Fuck Miriam and Bro, Webster. I know for a fact Webster is straight and white. I can just tell by his fucking prose. He he writes all janky. It's got no soul. You know what I mean? It's got no spirit. There's nothing worse than writing without soul, Jason. I'm glad you brought that it's up. It's just clinical oh documentation writing. I can't wait. I've actually been watching that Comedy Store documentary you recommended. And let me tell I you I did not what, recommend bro. that, Chris. I did not recommend that. Comedians are hell. Like com- like doing fake podcast setups to to like keep your documentary going is insane. There's a fake Marin and there's a fake Bill Bill Burr where they like it's clearly scripted. What do you mean it's fake? Like they script this podcast moment where they're sitting in the studio to set up the next moment of the documentary it's it's crazy some yeah that was someone's narrative idea that they thought was going to be fucking sick and then when it ended up being released on the showtime network the failing showtime network everyone was like oh swinging a miss do you think these do you think these comedians like do you think these guys actually jerk off to pictures of the comedy store (laughs) like do you think it's honestly i've never i I just don't understand like it's like well i mean you know it's like it's their cbgb's bro you weren't there yeah, but CBGB's was actually important. Comedy isn't. That's the difference. Well, that is a one person's opinion, Chris. Comedy is very important. But I will say, I, I will say the the stuff about uh, Freddie Prince was really interesting. I wasn't super familiar with that, so that that part was informative and and sad. But I, I didn't realize. So you love? I you I mean you love comedy enough to watch this shit? I'm not even going to watch that. I, I listened to a couple podcasts where they were talking about it. And I don't. Even people who are in it were like, "Oh, this shit is this kind of shitty." No, I mean everything's bad. So why not just put it on while I fucking zone out and look at the computer? And th- I mean everything is bad, but if you get stoned or high enough, it turns pretty good. I watched the film Tenet. 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 I don't know how it's we, pronounced. You know, wait, save this, save this for our guests because we <laughs> we're we're today we're we're bringing you guys something unprecedented. A, a worldwide exclusive podcast crossover with mm-hmm. with New York's own the Ion Pack, the mysterious duo 
uh, film buffs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some sim- we've had some similar guests. They, they've had friends of the show. We've had friends of the show. We thought it was time to bring a a West Coast East Coast connection, much like when um, you know Notorious B.I.G. and Jay Z would link up. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, so it, it's going to be an Allen Iverson style killer crossover episode <laughs> as we absolutely <laughs> break your podcast ankles with this fucking. So we plan. should we should wait to we should wait to we should wait to um um I, and I meant to say I meant to say Biggie and Tupac. I really fuck that up but whatever all that shit is is is, is pointless but don't let's worry, um don't worry i won't clean it up in post we're gonna we're gonna link with the pack here and we're gonna discuss films we're gonna discuss the latest episode of their podcast which is pretty fascinating um mm-hmm. sobriety new york them hiding hiding blu-ray copies of their film inside of the drunken canal newspaper who has a blu-ray player that's the big question that i have to ask hot guys um hot guys all right let's uh let's bang the pack and uh we'll get into it okay bye-bye Bye. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long that's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert how long gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin hair is a reflection of your health uh oh and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step. (laughs) To visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut <laughs> dot com promo code how long that's neutral dot com promo code how long how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp Jason BetterHelp 
you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash howlong. Nice. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show, guys. I, you know, we're very pleased at how long gone industries to bring the crossover that the streets have been demanding. They actually have been, haven't they? Yeah, definitely long time coming. They really have been. Yeah, I know three different guys who really wanted this to happen. <laughs> Hell yeah! And they all dress very cool and have bad apartments. <laughs> we're, we are but those three guys. You guys are. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. The three guys are me and these two. Um, but you know, we've also—I I, got to say—we've we've never had the pleasure of having anonymous guests, Jason. This is our first time. Um, I, I mean, I was thinking earlier. I mean, are there any other anonymous podcasts at all? I, I mean, I'm sure they exist, but I don't know of them. And I, yeah, actually, this is our first time on another show. Wow, we really are. I mean, we're fucking the game yeah, up, Trailblazers today, over I love here. This. Um, I mean, and I've been, I've been wanting to do, I've been wanting to do another show. I get every time we have a guest on, I get jealous I'm like, <laughs> because you want to, you, you, you're sick of being the top. You want to be the bottom. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, sometimes you got to switch, switch positions. Have you guys been on other people's shows? A lot, actually. Yeah. Not, not together. Actually, I guess we, we did Manny Matheson, uh, and two tones podcast, uh, powerful truth angels together. But most of the time we do it separate just cause like four dudes can be a lot, but you guys come as a, as a distinct package because of the, uh, anonymity. I feel like, yeah, there's, there's two, two less, uh, images of dudes in people's minds while they're listening to this. So it's actually, it like, it just kind of <laughs> yes, functions yes. as its own thing. There's yeah. only, there's one additional image of a dude, but he's a very old drawing of a, of a man from what looks like the 1800s. No, that's, that's both of us. We, we merged as that figure years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're looking good. Oh, I understand. I understand. Yeah. The hair is looking good. I think it's a wig, but I'll let it slide. Yeah. Who is that? Per- who is that person, by the way? He looks very familiar. Is it Mozart, Beethoven, one of those cats? It's Johann Sebastian Bach. <sighs> I named every fucking bro except Bob. <laughs> damn, Jason. <laughs> damn, bro. God damn it. Well, so you guys like Fuck, let's, let's Mo, be- is that goddamn Vivaldi? <laughs> so you guys decided so this this decision to be anonymous was a conscious one at the beginning. Is that because you the idea was we're going to let it fucking spray and we don't give a fuck and we have to keep it low or otherwise we'll get canceled or what was the what was the reasoning behind this? It was a meme. It was a meme account where we were roasting people for a minute. So it was sort of like anonymous by design okay. at first. And I don't know. There's, I, I'm personally like just attracted to anonymity in general. Like a lot of the people I like, kind of look up to or are curious about. 
tend to be more reclusive or you know they do less fucking annoying interviews which is why this is ironic but <laughs> don't don't come for me don't come for me on my podcast okay don't do not do that oh no i wasn't referencing you at all we make annoying fun <laughs> no i'm talking about like musicians or artists or filmmakers it's kind of our thing yeah no i know what you mean i'm 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 more i'm more, I'm more drawn to that type of you know leave a little mystery we've had a lot of discussions about that on this podcast with with um you know, I publicly think Frank Ocean is boring, and I think he has hurt his career by becoming more out, like giving more of himself to the public. You know, I do think yeah, that there are w- ways to benefit greatly from anonymity, and I think you you guys are now. Now is the Chris life isn't all about the career though. He's hurt his career, but he's helped his mental. You dig? <laughs> all, yeah. Also true. Also true. I only care about money, just to be clear. Um, so it doesn't that doesn't affect me. Uh, but did you now, I care about the fans? Are there people now? Do you guys think there's enemies out there, or even just super fans gunning to uncloak you? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. But well, it's actually strange. For me, I cared less about being anonymous in the beginning. Um, from a kind of aesthetic viewpoint, I just when we were just making memes and shit, I was like, you know, I thought I, I thought it was funny, but I was like, this is not a thing I want to take credit for. This is like some, this is like nerdy as hell, <laughs> and that was why I wanted to. That was why I don't exactly want to hang my hat on this. Right, exactly. Yeah. I life. do not want to take credit for this. I do not. Okay, want to that take makes credit. sense. Um, <laughs> but weirdly, I think people who are in the know. I mean, I think they usually think that they're you know they feel like they're on the inside of something and it 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 it's less sick to them to reveal because now they're no longer an insider so there's no incentive to uncloak us because that just makes the person who knows less cool that's a good point yeah yeah like when when tom how to dress well Great did point. your podcast i was like all right so do you know who these bros are and he's like <laughs> no i have no idea yeah. and i was like I, yeah i was like I, I think i believe I like, you but i also absolutely don't yeah. believe you bro i'll beat your fucking ass right now yeah. um you know it's funny though because i've i i actually have met and chilled with tom more than once um but he still doesn't know uh which <laughs> oh, is a, really yeah that's happened a few times um, oh i love that actually yeah because i knew i knew hari neff outside of ion but she didn't know when she did the pod and then after we finished recording i texted her like that was me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah. that's that's great. Yeah, like Ashton Kutcher style. I like the idea of like uh, for me, it's like an audience thing. Like I am like always trying to like cater fans and audiences uh, like relationship to the thing that they like, and the feedback that I think that we've gotten on on for the most part has been like people like projecting themselves onto sort of like a non-specific entity or at least certain people do and i'm one of those people mm-hmm. that like you know likes listening to music where maybe i don't have that much else context or a filmmaker who doesn't fucking go to the award ceremonies like i, I, I just i admire people like that and i think that relationship mm-hmm. is, is cool God, I wish I was. I wish I was cool. I wish I was cool enough to not be a whore for award shows. <laughs> I can't wait till when we get nominated for a podcast Grammy. Yeah. We're going to be front. Oh, center I mean, on dude, the as soon as that happens, we'll we're, we'll party with you. I mean, like we're <laughs> we're out the gate as soon as this becomes real. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, do you do you think that there is going to be an ion singularity point where you're forced to uncloak yourselves? Or, I, I'm sure, or it'll else come. the public will get. Yeah, I mean, what do you think that will be? Is it 2024? Uh, well, I don't know. In my mind, um, the presidential run. Yeah, it'll be the presidential. I just, run. I just never, I never wanted to get stale. I feel like it'll, it'll someday, it will probably come out as we inevitably take over. 
Um, yeah, and we'll and, do the burial. Uh, we'll do the burial <laughs> selfie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's no point in like <laughs> yes. milking it for all it's worth after people know. Speaking it's like my language. when it's when it starts to come out, we'll just be like, "Fuck it." But yeah, you you guys will both know the collective energy will be like, "It's time to." Yeah, I think we'll be yeah, on the same page. Pull our yeah. pull our dicks out. Do you think you're leaving money on the table right now? Sorry to get into my little business bag, but that's what we do here. <laughs> right? Are you leaving money on the table by keeping it anonymous? Are you? Could you be in the in the next product campaign if you revealed your faces and you're just losing that? Or a good point. We we should we should be in the next product <laughs> campaign. Like we want like we like all the Venom, all the Venomont's <laughs> offers we've gotten from Demna for Balenciaga, but you know it's just like yeah. all that stuff we want to do. I also am a big t- fan of the Venomont's. We're turning it down right now. You guys are a little more Balenci. You're a little more. Balenci. I apologize for that mis- oversight <laughs> on my part. Um, I, I am a fashion guy, but you know sometimes I make mistakes. I know. I, I, I love your columns. I've read all of them since I was young. Wow. I'm look look. Come on, man. I'm not that old. Damn, making me sound like I'm 65 years no, old. But just since I was like into fashion, which was when I was like 15. So like I've I've been aware of you for a fucking minute. Old ass boy. This is great. Are you guys? Are you guys from? I, obviously, I wouldn't want you to reveal anything. But are you guys from? Like a ma- major cities? Are you from the suburbs and moved to New York? Kind of the classic tale, or what's a little bit of a background? You can keep it vague. Yeah, no, we're both from Europe, and you know, my name's Raf Simmons, and his name is Eddie Slamont. So. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just like a fashion side project for quarantine. I just like the sentence Damn, "We're now- both from Europe." Just yeah. that alone <laughs> yeah. kind of got me going. Well, I, I I feel like you can you can get we're, well. We're not we're not from New York City originally. I'll say that much, but I feel like. We have enough of accents that you could probably figure out what the general region we're from. I wish I could. Yeah, what do you think I am? I'm not. We're dumb, bro. Are, well, hold on. Are you guys? Uh, it's not Philadelphia. Did you guys grow up together? Are you like? Are you? Are you friends like me and T? We've been friends since high school. Yeah, we, we grew up eating water ice. Oh, sick! <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you guys? Okay. Did you guys come up in a similar background? Did you? dip your toe in the straight edge jacuzzi have you had troubles with prescription drug use uh, all the above bro okay okay <laughs> well I, I, yeah so i damn these these pods are similar i'm loving yeah, yeah i i actually well it's, yeah we're both i mean I'm, I'm not necessarily sober i just never did drugs i was like one of those it just i but you were a straight edge kid i just never could get with it and um my limited experience with like i had one weed phase when i was like 18 but very short-lived by the end of it i was like this just can't be what other people experience because there's like no way you could enjoy this this isn't subjective this is like an objectively bad feeling to me so i mm-hmm. i just can't i just don't do anything yeah some people the the dna it just doesn't work out for them yeah it just, but so, i believe you're able to push through and then we can talk about that yeah. on pod if you'd like to try it again I, I I don't I don't I don't think so. At this point, he's, I have a whole Kaminsky method on how to how to push through. He's trying to he's trying to convert you, bro. <laughs> no, because it happened to me, and I can show you how to do it. I used to I used to I would smoke weed, and I'd be like, I can't do this. I'm freaking out. Oh my god, super paranoid. I gotta call my mom. I'm gonna die. Blah blah oh, yeah. blah. Big time. And then I I stopped for like five years, and I slowly taught myself how to do it again. And now I can chief big dog style whenever I want. And I, and I believe that you can do that too. The problem is when I was blowing big clouds like a real man, Jason couldn't take a puff. And now that now that I'm sober, he's out here eating edibles all day long and fucking up our career. So it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit, 
I, I feel a little bit cheated. I ate so many edibles on the plane yesterday. I liked Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to talk to you. We need to talk to you guys about that because we don't. You know, we're not really film buffs on this podcast, but everyone I've talked to said Tenet is like unwatchable garbage. Tenet was a blast. Twelve years sober for me. So <laughs> I, I actually did like Tenet, but I mean, I, I noticed like when I first started listening to your pod, it was very much film focused. And now it's a little. You guys have evolved into more of a a broad lifestyle thing. We brought the girls in. Is yeah. that is that a is are, is that like a a conscious decision to do that, or is that just you guys are just going with the flow? I think we're just attracted to talking to people that like you know obviously we want to talk to and that we're interested by and not actually I would say most of those people are not film people ultimately. Yeah, I. Th- Well, both of us forever since we've been friends have just become obsessed with random people and and things like we'll just go each of us go like deep down some rat like I'll just all of a sudden get really into one person and but not anything else in that entire genre. And so I don't know that kind of thinking we were just like and anyone who we think we could have a good conversation with, we should we should just pursue it. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't really want to just get to be like us talking about our opinions on some movie all it's that sounds boring to me i wanted it to be kind of bigger than that yeah i mean you guys seem to have an eye and a taste for a certain type of person some of them are just regular people some of them are full-on freaks and then you can you know signal boost them and show why you know what you appreciate appreciate about them and i think that is one of my favorite things instead of just trying to get the most famous person on the show at all times right totally I disagree. I love famous people, but we have to do both. No, I actually, I, I, I'm, I'm witnessing a similar dynamic between you two because, like, I agree with what you just said, Jason. But I also definitely want the famous people. Like this. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think the the secret to the sauce or the success is walking that line between those two. Like, how yeah. you can, because you have to pull from both worlds, and how you do that is where you separate yourself from the winners and the losers. I think. Well, it's also yeah. like people who who we feel should be famous, or like we want to, you know, yeah, totally put a, put a spotlight on and like you know people should be more obsessed with this last episode with with josh harris this shit is absolutely bananas man (laughs) oh yeah and i i I just want to implore uh the how long gone listenership to go give it give it uh, a listen uh blast it in the airpods because oh yeah i mean like give it give us a give us a quick synopsis so that people are but but it's it's very intriguing to me because i guess also you know we're a little older and live through this but i also kind of was involved in something similar in my career uh after josh broke the door down but please explain please explain to people what it is and 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 how you found him and shit because he was off the grid yeah so we were throwing like diy parties like in early yeah, you know, 2013, 2014, and our friend had access to this underground bathhouse in Tribeca, and around the time we were setting that party up, we, cool. yeah, we came across this very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was the most unreal space I've ever seen, and it's since been knocked down, by the way. But anyway, we're yeah, we're hipsters. Thanks a lot, Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's Giuliani. Um, <laughs> Uh, but they're all they're all the same, bro. We're all the same. We drain the swamp. <laughs> no, we're on the li- we're on the list now after that podcast. For the record, yeah. oh yeah, big time. But yeah, we we came across this two, uh, 2009 documentary by Ondi Timon, uh, Timoner um, called "We Live in Public," which is about Josh Harris and his like you know New York public experiment, social media experiment, whatever art projects. And the the space in the movie looked really fucking familiar to us. And we were like, holy shit, this is the space we did the walkthrough of today. Oh, shit. Um, (laughs) 
And, you know, we're seeing all this shit with a firing range and the kid that we're renting it from is like, I found bullet casings, you know, where it looks like that firing range was, which is insane because that would have taken place. Uh, the art project that he did there in 1999, which was 15 years earlier. So it was just like, we were just like, man, this is, I mean, at the time we were just, we were young. We were like, this is legendary, but you know, we've been obsessed with Josh Harris and just like his whereabouts and like what he's been up to since, you know, 2000 kind of since, Mm -hmm. since that party and, you know, seven years ago. Um, really the best way to explain is watch the documentary. We live in public by Andy Timoner. It's actually, it's short and it's easily available online. So. But where can you get it? Where can I play it? Watch it. Yeah, you can watch it on like uh, like Google Play has it for two two bucks. Canopy has it if you have if you have Canopy. Canopy has it. Uh, we don't is, do paywalls, Chief. What the? Which is free with the? What the fuck is Canopy? That sounds like some. What is that? Some nerd shit like real movie? Oh, head? it's definitely it's definitely it's a nerd. If you it's free. It's a free streaming service if you have a public library card. Um, but there's a lot of heat on it so oh, it's, okay. it's worth getting okay. well, that's cool. i was just gonna say for a real head i would recommend getting the dvd because all the extras are incredible and it's oh true it, it's on fye but Sh- but anyway let, i'll i'll do the like i'll do the i'll <laughs> do the fine. real quick explanation of who josh is for for listeners um he was a 90s.com tech guy in new york part of silicon alley as it was called which was this like you know tech early <laughs> internet startup scene in new york and he made a ton of money he was worth 85 million dollars and he made it all uh do with his website sudo.com which was this really ahead of its time video streaming internet radio online media site and this was in the 90s before people really understood what he was doing and and this is like when we were in aol chat rooms it was it was yeah it was actually probably even before that it was it was like he was he he, was too early he was too early exactly so yeah pseudo was founded in 93 so he was like you know it was like Mm. early 90s shit but you know that folded and he just started pumping all of his money into these art projects so there was two the first was he used this space in Tribeca that we were talking about um, to he built a capsule hotel where every he brought in a bunch of people who all lived together in these little like bunks there was cameras everywhere shower bathroom in each person's bunk and everything was live streamed and there was TVs in each bunk where everyone who was living there could watch each other and everybody just fully lived communally in this spot with with zero privacy obviously and everyone was watching each other on the tvs and there was like a firing range there for some reason it, it was it was wild it obviously eventually got shut down that's the best part yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> that's the best part. it was also sick because Can't he, go rusty we, we never really got an explanation from him about but what why that was part of it like he never <laughs> he just wanted to see girls shooting guns yeah exactly yeah it, it does look Classic. sick but then after that he <laughs> Did... he wired his entire apartment with um, with cameras in the same way, everything, bathroom, bedroom, like literally everything, and he streamed it online. Mm-hmm. And this is in 2000, so this was obviously before you know streaming was a thing at all. It was barely even barely even worked. This is like before Wi-Fi, before yeah, it was functional, right? Mm-hmm. So, and there was like a chat yeah. room, and, and people would watch him and his girlfriend's entire life playing out in their apartment, and and kind of chat in real time, and basically was doing this until he eventually lost all his money and went off the grid and moved to Ethiopia. And he's been off the grid and he's now living in Vegas. Uh, and we, well, we got we, You got to mention the nine 11 thing. Cause he did this thing where he flew a helicopter oh, at the world trade center a year before nine 11 happened to, what? 
to promote an art gallery opening that was slated for September 11th, 2001. So he was slate. He was at the top of the list for prime suspects for who fucking did 9-11. <laughs> wait, wait. You said he he flew a helicopter around it or into it? He flew it at it. He was filming. They were like they did something where they like took out the window on the ninety first floor and like went out naked on the balcony or some stupid bullshit. But it's whoa. it's it's a long story. There was like a the point yeah. is he flew an aircraft at the fucking World Trade Center like <laughs> a year before. This guy this guy's ahead of this guy's ahead of every curve. That was, that was to promote something that was going to come out on 9-11-2001. Exactly. exactly. So and that, did he say that that is just a coincidence or he yeah. alluded yeah. to the fact that he knew something? Well, he's careful about it now. I was like, so you predict 9-11. He's like, no, we were just fucking around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, bro, we were just... If you pay attention to the stars and the horoscopes, you you could have predicted 9-11 easily yourself, yeah. but that's just public domain at this point. So he went from, just to be clear, he went from New York to Ethiopia to Las Vegas. That's yes. his That's his living situation trajectory? Yeah. yeah. That is one of the most twisted trifectas I've ever heard in my life. The guy loves yeah. a desert. Uh, yeah. it, it's, uh, the, it's, uh, it's, it feels so frustrating to try to tell the story because it's like... It, it's obviously so. It's too it, deep. It goes so deep that it's just impossible to really. It's like explain trying the to describe Tenet in two minutes. Good fucking luck, buddy. No, it was really. It's really capt. It's really captivating. So what is he? What is he up to now? Is he like? Is he like? This is. Is he on to some other shit? Like, is he? Oh, yeah. Is he predicting other things now? Yeah, he's been. He's been kind of uh, concepting like a new art piece for what it seems like the decade that he's been in hiding from the FBI at this point. Like he's he details. In, our, in the second part of our episode, he details for an hour, unbroken, like we didn't say anything for almost a full hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a, a decade of intimidation and paranoia as it relates to his FBI investigation from, you know, stemming from 9 How does he have, how does he have, Ooh. how does he have any money? He doesn't. He doesn't. He literally doesn't. He <laughs> lost all his money. He, he plays. It's actually wild because he makes a living playing poker online, but lives in Vegas, but does his, all of his gambling online. <laughs> Sweet irony. Yeah. That's real paranoia shit. He lives on like $4 a day George Foreman grill shit. Yeah, he says he he's last he says he makes 650 a month playing poker and that's all that's all he's he has going. He was like living in motels and shit, yeah. He sent us a proposal for like what he's working on, which is definitely the wildest email I've ever received. And I think people it is maybe public that yeah, it's like it's he was proposing it to happen at the Tate. It's like a cybership thing. He talked about talks about a lot, yeah, Elon Musk and you know, getting all these like like Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, the other thing is he, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insanely wild. I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't see Arnold coming into play here. But you never. This guy sounds like it's always a twist or a turn. Oh yeah. You know? When he zigs, they zag. But the other, he 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 doesn't see, like he is totally fine with his money situation. He actually says that it's part of his process. Yeah, he seems like he's above cur- the need for currency. Like he 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 yeah he was uh, it he kind of implied that he enjoys living like this and he got rid of the money he got rid of on purpose i mean he did just put millions of dollars into these projects and he didn't need to uh he, yeah 85 he million part of his process. 20 years ago is a lot of fucking scratch to to blow i mean you know you could do a lot you can do many coachellas over and over again he this had, man he had just, no plans to recoup either like he was just sinking money into the stuff right that had he was no like, built-in yeah. revenue source when i hear that story it makes me feel like when these people who are who are so talented and so gifted and so just dialed into one thing, but they're just a little bit early, yeah, before the, you know the rest of the world is ready for it, 
that's like one of the most depressing sad things of all time because it's like yeah this person is clearly the best at this thing they were just five years too early or 10 years too early or whatever it is i feel like that can drive anyone either just absolutely mad or just to a point where it just turns you into like a super annoying person yeah i mean or it could be i mean i think about this all the time we actually oh we talked about this with lucian he was talking about how you know picasso died thinking he was a failure because he was like no one got it at the time um Mm -hmm. i think about like i don't know nick drake you know he thought he was a total failure Mm. it's it's a it's a it's a weird thing um shit do you think that's gonna happen to me (laughs) i I mean i I think about that all the time it's it's especially in in, because you're the exact opposite you know the internet age like no one thinks about something they do coming to life after they're gone i mean it's like totally unthinkable Mm -hmm. it's like not even in the realm of possibility Uh, well it's good to parallel him to like artists because he does fancy himself an artist and he doesn't you know he was a businessman but everything that he's tried to do in the past 15 20 years has always seemed like a stunt or like a, a reason to party or a reason to kind of just like make a huge statement about you know the predicting the future where and there's no real built-in plan to like how you know he's gonna like get some sort of money or real fame off of that outside of you know the times writing mm-hmm. about it or something like he doesn't he doesn't really even give a shit anymore it's sort of like the most beautiful thing about him is yeah. that he doesn't really give a shit about anything he doesn't care i mean the, the dark side of that is like he doesn't care about his family and you know was mm-hmm. casting his girlfriend does he probably. have does he have like kids and shit no no but his siblings that he won't speak to okay. uh yeah yeah he he lived with a with a his girlfriend for the uh we live in yeah. public project where he had his his apartment on display but now he claims that he just casted her as his girlfriend because she would have been she was good for the project and it was it was never a real relationship um classic incel excuse do you think that (laughs) do you think that you guys having him on your podcast puts you on some type of fbi list now are you worried about your question. legal safety uh yes i'm not i'm not at all i'm really uh, uh, yes. nah. I'm a, para- I'm a paranoid person and like like to stay private and i remember like halfway through that podcast i was like they're listening and he also sent us <laughs> he, he sent us 11 emails after we finished recording that freaked the you know they scared the hell out of me so yeah i think he's yeah. like all right as soon as you guys upload this to your patreon you know there's a few things about your life that are about to change <laughs> <laughs> that's possible don't think you can just go to Whole Foods anymore, willy nilly. Yeah, I've been. I've, there's actually. I've been wondering about this unmarked van that's been sitting outside my <laughs> sitting outside my apartment ever since we dropped. <laughs> yeah, you definitely can't use pirate van anymore. Well, you you were you were talking about you discovered this 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 location that he was throwing parties at when you were throwing parties. You said like 2014 or something. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. What wa- walk me through these parties? What were you guys doing? What were you guys trying to achieve here? You can say you were trying to make money. That's a that's no. A totally we actually great no. Reason. We we actually really weren't. I think that's part of the reason maybe we idolized Josh is that I mean we did end up making maybe a little bit of money on on certain parties that were popular, but I think yeah, but nothing like you know. Like no, nothing that made made us a living. Yeah, not real money. Mm-hmm. It was. I think it's similar to maybe what we try to do with like the orange couch and the ion girls, where we're like or like interesting people talking to us. It's just like creating some or feeling like we're part of some sort of scene, which is why we came to New York in the first place and fell on the outside of. It was really also we were we were really young, so it was like we weren't thinking about. At least I wasn't thinking about uh, mo- like my vibe about money was like. 
oh yeah, I'll, like I'll make money when I'm a little older. Like now, I just fuck around. Just need a little something to to get my mogador tomorrow morning. <laughs> pure, it was pure like just <laughs> surviving month to month. I was I had no kind of trajectory in my head. That was like I, he was bummed when the Abrazo cold brew went up from four to four fifty for four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say that. <laughs> Well, so so, what kind of parties were you doing? Like, were, was it was it DJs? Was it art? Was it you know what's going on? Because I I come from a background of of event coordination myself. Yeah, well, when you're eating at the Mercer Kitchen every day, you got to start booking PC music acts at China Shop. Yeah, PC puts a little food on the table. <laughs> PC can afford that twenty five dollar omelet. That that PC is different. <laughs> I knew Chris would know what I was talking. About. The, sh- the show we did in that space was like there 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 was an art installation. Actually, it was like we just kind of threw anyone we could together. I wanted I, we wanted just like stacked weird things that felt like how is this even happening especially at the time because like a weird warehouse party was not happening in manhattan and and it definitely wasn't happening in tribeca so it was like you had to go to the depths of brooklyn to find something like yeah exactly and even then they like they felt like cover band versions of of what Mm -hmm. they were trying to do you know what i mean like that that was kind of our problem with the kind of uh party scene in in new york is like so many of them felt like either you know, cosplaying as old New York or cosplaying as like Berlin or something. It, it didn't feel mm-hmm. like I didn't feel any kind of genuine scene or energy. It just felt like people were really trying to make something happen based on like some mood board they were looking at online all the time. And, and you know, not to disrespect people because honestly, people really tried. There's people who really put a lot into parties in New York, but I just like didn't feel anything real happening it was like you people can just tell when the person throwing trajectory. a party is a dork and when somebody throwing a party is cool and everyone can just feel it in the room you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's an energy thing and you know depending on how hot the people are as well right they, they were super hot you guys you guys would have dug the crowd yeah what yeah what kind of music are we playing though because i you know i jason's an edm artist and appreciator so i hope there was some big room edm happening there actually um, really absolutely the, was there absolutely was <laughs> okay i mean we had we had bands we had yeah we had like underground electronic stuff um it was it was really a mix of you know uh stuff that felt like you could see it in those like sort of cosplayed Bergheim, you know brooklyn stuff but mixed in with like i don't know like kind of like the cooler or maybe more attractive fashion like something like an artist that would you know a, a model would listen to yeah <laughs> I, yeah, how does this like did all the techno shit? It's like so self serious in New York. It's just like mm-hmm. I, I just I wanted something that also felt kind of uh, more uh, down to clown, bombastic, and yeah, just like I didn't just like self serious like record store dudes listening to techno. It was like I was so sick of it. Mm-hmm. And we did concerts and, and churches. And they stuff. call that call that business techno yeah. and some some sort of resident advisor chat. That's rooms. that. Yeah, business business techno sounds very Dimna Balenciaga actually. So <laughs> I, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what that's what sucks about a lot of these like warehouse parties in in New York is it was like either half like you you either were hanging with these like record store people. Or there was like finance bros who were like letting it all out on Saturday night, and um, they were having more fun than the cool people. Yeah, and they were just like super coked out, and they're like, "I'm going to go talk to all the weirdo artists," and and it was like I couldn't tell which one was more insufferable. Well, that's a common dynamic with even like you know club owners and promoters that we knew is that they you know they almost had to give a night away to those people to make the money that they needed to keep those venues open. Yeah, 
because the because the nights in which like the cool party would happen, people don't want to spend money. They want nobody's drink tickets. Paying. Yeah, nobody's paying. Yeah, Wall Street makes the world go around, even in the club. Jason, <laughs> Jason has drink. J- Jason has drink tickets on him right now. We <laughs> them on him. It's just kind of like when I was when I was throwing parties, the the L.A. version of Wall Street Bros. It would be like, all right, it's me and my seven dudes who work at William Morris. We're all fucking from Orange County. We're all on coke. We have no chicks with us. We're all rich. I'm like, cool. Each person is a hundred bucks. Yeah. And if they if, if if they say no, great. These terrible people are not in my club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If yeah, I say yeah. yes, I'm pocketing seven hundred dollars, <laughs> and it's win, it's win win for me. And luckily, those cokeheads always pay up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. I was gonna ask you if you had any uh, list spots for tonight, but we'll talk after. <laughs> <laughs> I got well. You know, are you are you guys partying? Are you guys spreading and partying right now, or are you guys keeping it chill? You said you were a paranoid guy. How does that how does that pertain to the novel COVID virus? I think the main way in which we engage with people socially now really is if we meet up with someone just one person at a time for a podcast. But last night actually was the first time that we've done anything social in a while and yo ion one i don't know if you want to talk about that but it's pretty interesting um, we i ion one and ion two we're talking about it yeah. <laughs> ion one and two we need a full scene report bitch yeah i actually i have been laying low and i've been i've been enjoying it i honestly i i uh i, I obviously miss you know live music more than anything and i miss uh you know going to movies and and everything but uh every time i actually I maybe look back at what I would actually do on a typical weekend in New York through rose-colored glasses when I actually try to tap into like <laughs> the horrible feeling of you've gone to some after party and you're sitting with a bunch of like coked out morons and the sun's coming up and you're like, why did I do this to myself? I'm like, I actually, I don't miss this at all. This is, I, I love that this isn't happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and your bank account is probably thanking you as well yeah so i've been kind of uh i've been enjoying laying low and I've, i think um when meeting up with people one-on-one whether it be for a pod or just like we're working on something together or whatever i it it's my every social interaction i have feels way more uh meaningful mm, yeah so it's actually kind of i, I do no, like i mean it. having your only social interaction be a recorded you know thematic conversation yeah is a lot better than like let's just meet up for a coffee and then you're like have you enjoyed netflix shows as well <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and also food delivery is really good. wait 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 we're getting we're getting we're getting off track so what was the turn up situation last night oh <laughs> right, right. All right back to the matter at hand so an, an unnamed uh, Packer fan of ours, um, or now friend. Um, <laughs> Packer? I didn't even think. Packer and Goner are two iconic fan names. That and is I'm really, really happy to share. The- <laughs> oh, I yeah, already have, mer- right. I have merchandise ideas for you. I'll, I'll send over a PDF when we're done. <laughs> so, so, th- so this dude, who's, who's cool, uh, invited us to his like insane new crib in the financial district kind of like south tribeca and it's like you know 360 degree windows like create you know multi-floor penthouse it's like it's ridiculous um, you can tell chris is trying to guess who this person is right now so fucking yeah he's bad. you're gonna like you're gonna like this chris um uh so he was like you guys should come through because i've got some like crypto people who are looking to invest in 
you know, <laughs> cool people shit tonight. And I was like, dude, we got to go. I was like, oh, like we can't. Looking to we invest gotta, in some cool people go. shit tonight. I was like, I know we don't hang out. And, like, I'm the least social person that he's probably ever. Like, I, I'm not super social. But uh, I was like, we got to turn up. At this You're show. hearing dollar signs. Yeah. Um. So we went and, you know, it was some bullshit for the first four out four or five hours but um at some point this guy walks in <laughs> for the first for the first five hours this shit sucks that's true and he was looking at he was giving me the he was ion one was giving me the death glare being like why the fuck he was you're te- he's texting me you're texting me you're like <laughs> well i mean there's no i mean our our friend whose house it was he he's we love him but uh mm-hmm. you just i don't like a weird sure. uh, weird finance conversation so hanging out with stuff. a bunch of uh crypto investor finance bros wasn't fun is that <laughs> what you're, you're trying to no i think I, I, I think it was like a, it was like a covid thing and like just like uh you know got it this is a conversation you were having it was it made, it made sense it was like it yeah, wasn't anything yeah. against anybody there it was just well, sort of like we're being irresponsible well it's actually really well, yeah there's that but it's also really funny because like i I mean, we have this conversation all the time. I'm the like extroverted one. He's the introverted one. But we're when we're in a situation like that, he can turn on his like uh, his like schmooze uh, persona like very easily, and I I can't do it at all. I like I I'm just like totally like a at true a loss. sociopath. Uh, yeah, I, I, exactly. I I just can't do it. I like I try, and I just. If you, give I'm me, not, you give me more credit than you should. I don't think I'm that good at it, but I appreciate. it. No, you you are. It's actually it's kind of unreal. Hey, look, guys every every podcast has to have a closer, and <laughs> I I am the closer. I'm the closer on this show. And it sounds like you're the closer on the, on on your show, and and everybody has their own roles. I don't know how to use Ableton, but I can make money. There's nothing yeah. wrong with being the fluffer. <laughs> well, I think I just like making bad jokes, and I don't like talking for that long. And I, I actually, I mean, maybe I'm a closer, but I am one. I feel like. <laughs> carries the weight of what we do okay. yeah i mean i can i can talk forever so you know i i and i can keep a conversation going but i i i just when i am have to go into you know schmoozer mode i just i can't do it so was the paper in the fucking building guys <laughs> were these crypto dorks ready okay, to so, check to the pack for some more content creation okay so this dude the dude this dude walks in and i was like here's the guy like you knew immediately it was like <laughs> <laughs> it was like I, I i looked at we just we just we just nodded at each other it was like yeah it was like you know crystal encrusted scarf and he just was carrying that energy we found like, our mark hustler style <laughs> I, I mean the guy yeah was, yeah who's who's j-lo <laughs> I, I won't say his name but the guy was super fascinating and i realized he was the star of a lot of uh my favorite kids movies growing up like the mighty ducks and first kid whoa and he turned you know he turned into the chairman of bitcoin and uh or like you know somebody's like on the board or whatever and he also yeah. ran for president last year i was like this guy maybe no longer just you know to get financing wait wait he wait, wait, wait come wait, on wait, the wait, pod wait. <laughs> <laughs> kanye Ka- Kanye West, Kanye West is is. Re- Chris, I mean, Kanye I was know. not in the <laughs> Mighty Ducks. It's clearly uh, Emilio Estevez. We can't talk about our Donda meetups on the on the pod, but yeah, 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 yeah. Kanye West was absolutely in the Mighty Ducks. You just have to look really hard. But it's, <laughs> that's another conversation. That's another conversation. <laughs> They're wearing helmets half the movie, bro. I mean, come that's on. A good point. That is a good point. I thought that was Keenan. <laughs> My name is Matt Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you find your mark at this cryptocurrency party. 
Well, we were about to leave, and then I was like, I got to go, uh, you know, talk to this guy. But then that's when he was like, I walked into the kitchen, and he was talking about the Dark Crystal and Jim Henson. And I was like, yo. And we, like, nerded out on Jim Henson shit for a second. And he was like, he at some point, he just brought up, he was like, yeah, I was a child actor in The Mighty Ducks and First Kid and Little Big League. And I was like, what the f-? I, I just got really distracted because he started talking about kids' movies. And the night sort of that's ended like, after. To you, you're like, that's the usual suspects, Godfather 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know Emilio Estevez? Um, <laughs> you, were his, you were his fictional son? Okay, so you're chatting. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, honestly, the, the story sort of to some degree ends there because he was like i'm meeting with the senate in the morning so i have to go um i was like fair enough um i mean we'll see, we'll see what happens with it but i was i honestly i mean that's i think that's maybe my problem with being the closer is that like i'll get that da- i'll get dazzled by the fact that you know he's talking about never-ending story and talking about some fucking you know muddy duck shit and i will i will forget about my mission you miss the forest for the trees <laughs> no bro you got to keep your eye you- on the bag eye on the bag at all times in those situations so did you exchange numbers did you get his math i mean uh, yeah I, I know where he's at um but uh, no what what actually, <laughs> what actually happened was i left and i started checking robin hood and i was like man i gotta get on this crypto shit <laughs> i was like i gotta I, I gotta get to his level and like run for president as an independent and shit yeah you're like do you have any advice man he's like two words robin hood and then he just leaves <laughs> Dude, who was that guy <laughs> well he's trying to like transform puerto rico into silicon valley like he's he's on some complete other shit and i was like i honestly beyond like because i don't really like looking at people as like objects i'm like i need to use this person i was like i was so inspired by his existence i was like this was like the rich kid in the movie when i was five years old and he's now like a billionaire running for president i was like what the fuck am i talking about with like anonymous meme podcast trying to get my yeah you know, i was like i was like i'm such a failure in the in like in the presence of this fucker is that something that you would actually want like to take investment money do you have like a channel or a plan of what you would do with with money if you were to receive some you want to make you guys want to make you guys want to make movies with that money right yeah i i do but he, and he wants to make music and like you know we do stuff outside of this which is really what we would want like we don't like we we've talked to people about like helping us with the podcast but we're just like we don't fucking need any help really like we just like it's mm-hmm. it's like the easiest thing we could possibly do Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. I on one and two. Let me introduce you to a little platform called Spotify. Okay, <laughs> you might want to meet them one day. Just let us know when your egos calm down. Maybe Jason and I will introduce you to somebody at Spotify. I, I agree with what he was saying because that, like people will be like, you know, would, if you guys, you know, got some an investor, like how would that help you? And I'm like, it really wouldn't. Like, I have a microphone, I have a laptop, I have Ableton, and like I yeah. think it would hurt. I think actually it would hurt our dynamic in a way because I think part of maybe why what we're doing works to some degree and why what you guys do works is that like you can kind of work on it together and it I don't know just like the uh, the level of anxiety and ego is sort of removed to some degree that like it's just fun mm-hmm. it's like fun it's like what art and like you know making stuff should mm-hmm. kind of be about and it's like sort of what being social should be about it should just be about like you know, yeah. Well, it's also uh, I've said this before, but it it's it's I agree. It actually is a healthy exercise in the sense that um, I've developed a better relationship with finishing things. You know what I mean? Like we we start we record this thing, we polish it up together and and get it out, and like we do that every week. So you know that contrasted with mm-hmm. our quote unquote like real art or whatever like shit that we work on for years, it just feels so refreshing to be like. 
getting the experience of releasing something um, without the kind of perfectionist, uh, ego-driven like turmoil that a piece of art brings. Right, right. Yeah, I've I've found the exact same thing. Like when I would you know release music or whatever, you would just toil over it for weeks or months, and then it finally happens, and you're nervous. And you're like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Are yeah. people going to like it? Whatever. And with this, it's like we release four episodes a week. You don't have time to think about it because you're on yeah, to the next one. Exactly. And that that's the exact cadence that you need to get into when you're not you know like looking at the comments or whatever. Yeah, just and it's weird. Like releasing, pu- putting out you know your music or whatever art that you put out it like it doesn't feel good like when you actually put it out it feels like <laughs> selfish or something you know what i mean it's like uh, it just it, it just, no, it it's a real good. like a uh, weird reckoning when you actually release something like uh, like okay now what reckoning is a good word for it yeah it's 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 kind of gives throws me into existential dread really i think that's probably why i take long on things i think i secretly don't want to release anything because it's uh kind of a bad feeling honestly mm. well yeah the background of like, i mean just like you you've been working on a record for a long time i've been working on a movie for a long time and like we're like we haven't dropped those things but we're so excited to drop a fucking podcast conversation yeah, exactly every week and it's like been really like amazing and sort of like healthy for both of us i think so like i feel like our friendship is better now than it was when we were both like i gotta work mm. on my record i gotta work on my movie it's like yeah there was like a i don't know there was a block up and now we're just like we're working on this thing together and we're dropping this shit tomorrow and like everybody's gonna react to it tomorrow it's just sick you've introduced some actual joy into your life right yes Yes. yeah yeah it's 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 um i i agree i think it's it's an instant gratification thing that like you don't get that with like i I mean i don't know it's it's always exciting you know what i mean with like with um uh, and people like do people constantly like you know text you guys or message you guys like about specific parts and that kind of shit oh yeah it's like yeah they you can you can tell they really listen yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, you can tell people absolutely. really listen more than i would expect them to engage with it, something else that we would do like they yeah, really totally. they're they're you know they're sending us time codes and shit and it's like yeah it's fun no that's that's what i mean with like when you when you release you know music or, or whatever it is you release it 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 feels kind of self selfish or just like it just feels like what what is this really for even though you know a podcast is just us talking about how what our thoughts it you know it seems like it would be a kind of ego thing it weirdly feels you know more like giving or to the audience or maybe that's corny but you know what i mean like uh it it feels like i think i mean that's it's it's fucking organic is what it is yeah yeah you guys have jobs or are you like freelance like what's the vibe on on a day-to-day Right now, this is the main job for both of us. Damn, the pack is pulling in money. So that's Damn, some quick, Jason? quick growth for you guys. Well done. I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. I, 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 I mean, I had a job uh, pre-COVID, which uh, ended because of COVID. We were both on salary at Adidas, but then you know we had to NDAs with Yeezy and stuff. So. <laughs> I understand. No, I understand. I mean, also, you, you probably, if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know we're checks over stripes all fucking day. Fuck Adidas. We don't ride with no, those I mean, motherfuckers we're, at all. I, we're on the same team now after the settlement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I thought I, I I heard I heard you guys actually got a nice contract with Skims, but I guess that's not the case. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> so so you guys are, are are monetized on Patreon, right? Yeah, yeah. And you guys are happy with all of that? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean th- that that is the thing. Like, if if something like you're talking about Spotify, if we could like get money for something, that would be the the main. 
thing I w- that would be cool about it is it could just be public and more people could hear it. But uh, I also do the like, Patreon has built mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a strong community. There's like a we have a super active Discord, which is um, really mm-hmm. sick, and uh, I do love that 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 has happened as a result of it well your guys stuff mm-hmm. is public right like how how do you guys do that we give this shit away for free baby we're men of the people we're 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 just just handing it yeah, out we, yeah, like we just make stamps. money um through advertising and merchandise sales right and you know being in, in various influencer deals i guess right no i mean we want i mean we we started it as free because we wanted it to be of the people too but you know when someone shows up you know, when Patreon offers you a half a million dollar incentive, you know, it's, it's with, yeah. <laughs> how could you not? Look, I, yeah. No, I think there's different kinds of pods are, are better for different types of things. And we're better. We're, we're, we don't, we're not as good. You know, we don't fit in as well for a, a Patreon style platform. And on your show does red scare does. Why do you think that? Why do you think that is? I don't know if I agree. It's, it's something that I think about all the time. It's like a, it's like a weird essence. Like we were talking about a cool versus not cool or whatever. You just kind of know when, like, the audience is going to pay. want to be a part of it so much that they're willing to pay. Right, and right. I think we, if we switch to a Patreon model, we could have people doing that. But I don't know. I think something about your show and and Red Scare and some other you know similar Patreon pods where you're being brought into this really inclusive world that feels special enough to to pay money for. Right. Maybe we're there. Maybe we're not there. I don't yeah, know. bro. We're. You guys are you guys are cool indies. We're a top forty. You know what I mean? It's just one of those. It's one of those things. But I mean, I I personally don't have any interest in getting into the weeds on like a Discord. Like I I don't want to do that. Like I, I have like more than a full time job, and I don't really want to do that. And I think when you're taking people's money, you feel more inclined. You feel like you have to do things, and right, I, I'm right. not interested in that. that right. That's really that's really what no, it that's, is for that's, me. That's true. I just, yeah, I, I I do feel. A responsibility that you know if you're paying you need to get the most mm-hmm. out of it but um i don't know i i i like doing it but yeah i didn't we I, we didn't want to do yeah. a patreon at all but you know i didn't have a job because i lost it because of covid so i was like i mean i need to we need to do patreon and uh it's actually it's been better than i than i th- thought it would be love to see it you guys deserve it what is like the retention rate are people sticking around yeah actually uh um Right. Again, more than I more than I thought. What do you uh, you know? How long have, how long have you guys been podcasting for? I think since around the same time. I, when, when did you guys start? Like sometime last year. It's been almost. It's been almost a year. It'll be yeah. a year next month. I think we started in April. Yeah. Yeah. Right around okay. the same time. What do you What do you guys What What have you guys learned about podcasting in the last almost year? Then I'm, I mean, I think I'm, I'll speak for myself, but I've just mostly learned that like people are great and contain everything that you need. And that like, you know, every time that we, you know, invite someone on, even if they maybe seem less interesting or maybe they seem very interesting, like just people, it's just like my, my worldview is like turned on its head every mm. time we speak to someone yeah. in, a, in a really people healthy, contain worlds. I do though in a way that like you it's like Damn. you know we can just think that but i just i think over the past year i'm just like man that's where the, that's the currency like fuck crypto like people yeah <laughs> i agree i i i agree with the the guest portion like i've made like real friends through yeah, people same. that i like knew tangentially or like I, I knew a little bit but like you know um now now i consider them to be like a real friend maybe we even haven't because of covid maybe we haven't even met in real life which is fucking crazy right. you know what i mean right. so like right um 
I, I think that's the that's the major takeaway for me for sure. I yeah. mean, it's I, I think and similarly, like Jason and I have been friends for a very long time. Um, but this has definitely strengthened our relationship as well. And it is it's nice to do this with somebody because I work alone. You know what I mean? Like my work is 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 mostly like they hire me, so I'm kind of doing it in my own way. Right. But this this there's a partner, and it's nice it's, it's nice to do it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've gotten we've definitely gotten closer. Yeah, I think so. Um, or do you not think so? Whoa. <laughs> I mean, dude, I don't know. We've been like uh, uh, we've been like best friends since we were kids. I, I don't know how to qu- like uh, quantify how close we are. I what kind of like hold on? What kind of what kind of music are we making, bro? I need to hear a little. I need to hear a genre specific anecdote, if you don't mind. Um, I uh, I make uh, rock and roll music. <laughs> Oh fuck yeah! Let's go, baby! Hell yeah! I knew no, that, I knew this was my guy. I knew this wasn't no turntable shit. This ain't no computer shit. No. He's recording his SG to tape. Chris, yeah. he might be speaking facetiously. Here. Well, this I'm is worried. this is I, I w- actually here is the, oh right because Chris, you you mentioned your involvement with a, a band called Cartel. Yeah. Well, I, I just I think that we did we did that TV show band of the bubble and it, and it's very similar to what Josh did. You know, on a, on a right. much more, um, right. you know, uh, corporate level, but it was like webcams and you could see it 24 hours a day and there was a camera in the bathroom and the production people only brought you food, alcohol instead of food. You know, it was like a very, it was obviously for a different goal, but it, it did remind me. It's interesting. It, I was just like, yeah. I hadn't thought about that in a while. Right. Well, I mean, my the reason I bring that up is because I feel like you uh, in particular will, will understand this. I, I think... Uh, well, people talk about the return of rock. That's like a thing that's getting uh, thrown around now mm-hmm. and by like mm-hmm. music press types, um, which I usually don't like to pay attention to, but I think maybe they're right. I think, um, you know, I love electronic music. I love hip hop. I love it all. But uh, I think when you like uh, turning a, a backing track up really loud. Damn, don't hit the same, bro. It it, it, it doesn't. I, I mean, it, for real, I think... Um, with with music that that relies on on you know recorded tracks like you know dj stuff or hip-hop or whatever there's a way to make that live show incredible and to make that exist um make that live show have a real experience to it that is great in, in its own right but i i think that uh the way a rock band or any kind of you know band with uh instruments and guitars Live, live instruments. Yeah, the, like the way a guitar interacts with an amp is different than the way a, a track is. It's like there's there's moving parts. The parts interact with each other and make the sound. It's an organic thing that can only exist that way in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing that I think uh, is is really integral to the live music experience. And I think it's something people are missing and that people want. Craving more? Yeah, Great. I think they're craving even if people don't realize they're craving it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I So think, do you... Do you sound like Oasis though, or not? Like, yes. Let's just get yes. down They're, to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Oasis is like uh, maybe maybe favorite band of the pack. So, yeah. uh, oh fucking bro, do you want to do you want to do you want to dump our partners? And maybe start a thing together. I don't know. I Absolutely. have a tambourine. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. Bro, do you want to kiss? Hundred uh, percent. I mean, yeah, we're the we're we're big. Uh, we're, who's? I think I on two. I'm Liam. You're Noel. What do you think? I'm not fucking Noel, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Nobody, nobody wants to be Noel or, in that in that sense. I'm, or maybe I'm, you're I'm fucking Robert Smith. I'm not in the same band. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe you're uh, Damon. Oh, Al- okay. I on Tuesday, Damon Albarn. I'm I'm Liam. He's Bonehead. <laughs> That's cool. Oh yeah, Bonehead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Jason's definitely bonehead. <laughs> no, nah, bro. I feel like I, I feel like it's like, I feel like it's more like I'm Kanye and you're Cuddy. <laughs> uh, Both no, have their damn, pros and that's cons. That's too good. Yeah. Okay. No. Do you guys do you guys know who do you guys know us in real life? Have we ever met? I don't think so. I've, no. known, I've known Chris for nine years. Okay. <laughs> no One of he's I, like no <laughs> i feel like i could have i mean just because i feel like we live in the same neighborhood it could have happened but yeah i mean i you know I, I feel like i'm a good maybe not good bit older than you guys but old enough where i i wasn't partying maybe when you were right right you know? yeah, yeah yeah no i don't, yeah, think, yeah, I don't yeah. think we have i'm sure we've been in the same yeah, room it's too bad but, uh... we, we will mm-hmm. i love that i i love the mystery and i love you know you guys have we've had some We've had crossover guests. You've had friend Annie Hamilton, the legend. Big You've had show. her on the legend. show. Hari, obviously, um, a few other people. So it's, I mean, honestly, I just, it, it's, um, you know, podcasting except for Joe Budden is a boring thing, kind of. <laughs> um, so I, I was, you know, when you guys started bubbling up, I was very excited because it's, it's, um, it, it's. I feel like we're doing something similar, but it's different in a, in yeah, a nice totally. way. So I'm, I'm very. Very happy to support and to to host you guys on on how long yeah, gone. Thank yeah, you so much. yeah. I mean, yeah, we're one happy one day we thing. might even support financially because I am not on the pay, Patreon yet. But maybe after this episode, I might. Yeah, yeah. I mean, patreon.com slash the Ion Pack. It's the best five dollars you'll ever spend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, he, that's, he's, dude, he's that's the, great. He's the real and uh, look. I, <laughs> If you need if 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 you need to if you need any any first ears on this Oasis style music, just send it over. You know my email address. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm always here to listen. I, I'm actually uh, I give more swag feedback than like sonic feedback, but that's just kind of me. No, totally. I uh, you, I'm uh, I'm actually uh, mixing right now. So uh, when it's done, I'm going to send it out to He's all in the, the lab, baby. all the heads. Yeah, I'm in the lab. I'm Broke, in the lab. Bro, I, go, I love that. I go Broke. straight from the podcast lab to the music lab. <laughs> Bro, can I send you my designs? I understand. <laughs> no, I'm straight on that. I'm straight on that. No, no streetwear inbound, please. No, no streetwear. I got, Thank I got you. these sketches though. <laughs> I would like to take a look at some of your sketches. I, I feel like you have a good eye for. Jason for, can take a look. Jason's a big drop crotch guy, so I feel like you guys will hit it off. <laughs> there we go. Beautiful. Oh, dude, are the are drop crotches still alive and well in L.A.? What do you think I'm wearing right now, bro? <laughs> no, yeah, of course I mean, they only are. Only on, only in like Japanese. What is that guy's name? Errolson. That guy is the only one who's no, doing crotch still. No, L. A. I mean, we. This is a whole other podcast. L. A. is Balmain and Amiri only. Right. I mean, L. A. Fashion is still so torched. It's like absolutely horrible. Yeah. It's well, what that's what, exactly. That's it's why crazy. I ask because I always think I understand what's happening uh generally with style but yeah but then I, I go to la and i'm like oh it's it's like complete it's no, they, some other they shit stopped, over here. they stopped the clock and <laughs> look at jace look at jason he's wearing a saggy beanie he's got on his his arnets he's wearing no shirt no, but, I mean, it's I mean, crazy it's it's just like those i, I mean, don't have a hat on i mean you know yeah la bro, I, the, I love uh, i love the golf wang polo bro it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, guys. Honestly, though, it's been a pleasure. I have to go to the bank. I'm actually opening the How Long Gone bank account today, so um, you know, get that bag. That, that, that shows you where we're at. Damn. Yeah, we got to get the, the bag. But everybody, sleep. please, 
please go uh, subscribe to the Iron Pack. Give them your your, your hard earned Skrilla for the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, follow them on Instagram, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And and we'll all wait with bated breath for the big uh, admin reveal mm-hmm. to come sometime in 2024. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's not many podcasts out in the world that I actually enjoy listening to, and yours is one of them. So thank you for taking Hell the yeah. time to yeah. to chat with us. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Appreciate thanks for that, thanks sure. for having us on. Of course, dude. Of course. Um, all right. Well, send us your files, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh yeah. Peace.